Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Hey, are you, are you pointing at me? Pointing at me? Pointing at you. That, that, that means the red light has come on. It is time. It is time to uh, to have everybody join us one more day inside yeah. the firm. So here we go. Uh, first, I just want to do a shout out. We we got a book in the mail from uh, James uh, Petty. Right? I'm gonna read his little his little note to us. So hey, Lance and Al should be Alan Lance for mistake number one. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, love the podcast. I thought you would enjoy the book. I would love to interview you guys similar to these interviews on your podcast sometime soon to these interviews on your podcast. I think he, he think about it. Let me know. James. Yes. James. Would, yes, absolutely. You had us at, you had us at, you love, you love the podcast, whatever, whatever, whatever you want. Plus you sent us a book. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. That made my whole, one of those, one of the things that made my whole weekend when I picked it up Yeah. last weekend. So it's architect and developer, a guide to self-initiated projects by who? James Petty. Yeah. So uh, go to, he has a website, uh, architectanddeveloper.com. Go there, bunch of resources. We, we look through the book and what was great about it, I'm going to read it sometime. Um, one of the bankers were asking us about developer fee. Like, is that legit? Because we put it in there. It's all about balancing money and all that. And we go, yeah, that's legit. And it was a little concerning because everyone does something different, but he's a banker. So like, he, he maybe should have saw this or not, but he asked us, right? I was looking through some, he has schedules of, of different pro formas and there's developer fees in here. So it just reinforced that, that, that that's universal, not universal, but people do do it that people, way. And people recognize that line item. And that line item is very, very important to you. Trust me. Uh, we're really getting trying to, we're really wrapping our, we're kind of rounding the corner here, wrapping our heads around uh, pro formas and spreadsheets and, and how you can, um, Take numbers and, and you know move things around and shuffle them uh, because you have to do it. There's just at the end of the day you're gonna have to you're gonna have to convince a bank that you you filled in the the appropriate boxes um, and that they trust you and you trust them um, because securing financing is everything, right? If you don't do that, well, you don't have a development. So that's yeah. where we're at. Speaking of development, what else are we doing? We are talking to the community of developers and basically trying to get consensus, not consensus, but a recommendation from as many consolidated people that we can. And that's basically based off of the last meeting that we had. And one of the big points that they had, so there's a new zoning rule. There's a new rule going into effect and it's inclusionary housing means so many have to be affordable. And if you listened to us last time, um, there was a bunch of, it was actually last Friday. (laughs) And then we came and right did the podcast. And the thing with implementation is that of course, to do anything that affects 12% of your projects takes time, takes consideration, and they're thinking about retroactively applying it. And even in their notes, they said it's retroactive. So like everyone agrees that that would be retroactive. So instead of all the developers saying, I think you should do it this way, or I think you should do it that way, Lance and I wrote up basically our recommendations. And then I don't know how you, much you want to go over it. I want to read can. it. Awesome. And then we sent it to all the developers asking for their input. 52. So then, 52 people were included in our email, which is 
in in the county we operate in, this is it. This is these are the developers, right? Yep. So then we can go to the city and say, "Hey, here's our recommendation." By the way, a bunch of these other people think it that too. As so th- proof of that, they are copied on the email. Yep. So then it's not a whole bunch of emails and a whole bunch of recommendations. And what we think is actually very thoughtful and the right way to do is just loss in the noise. Yeah. Right? Less, less in the noise. Exactly. Filter out the noise and focus it into, into one big strong message so we get our point of cross. And the biggest po- thing for us is when this law is applied to developers, right? A retroactive law is completely unconstitutional, so we want to make sure that everybody is focused and that we have a good consolidated voice and a megaphone going forward and that, like, the consensus from the development community is this, you know. And they're, they're sure they can, you know, other, I hope that other developers send other emails in addition to ours voicing their other concerns. But if we at least have this one big one going forward, I think that one will have a very big impact. Yep. So I want to, so I want to read like what we drafted up. I, I think this is also very a very creative approach to um, development, uh, and I, I'm not sure if a lot of the architecture developers have done. I would love to hear it if if our if our new Ooh. good good friend um, James James uh, would best if, friend he's, best well, friend I mean second best friend Nick. Nick yeah there's Nick it's yep. just you know it is what it is but uh, if, if any other people who have done developments have ever done something like this. Um, cause I, I was telling this to, I was uh, once again, here's my wife explaining to my wife, they were doing this and she said, that's brilliant. That's a great idea. Uh, you guys are once again, leading, leading the way. And I think leadership, you know, is it's all, we, we say, we talk about it over and over again. And, and I was just in a meeting in another city for a new project and they said, Hey, we're coming up with new zoning laws. And you know, the developer I'm talking about didn't even know about these new zoning laws. And they go, how is that going to affect our project? He asked the, the city. And they said, well, a couple ways. It could be parking. You could have increased parking. You could have some other stuff. Setbacks might get better. So then he says, okay, what is, when do we know when this takes effect? Because it's in city council right now. And he's like, well, we aren't telling developers because we don't know what's going to pan out, right? They go, if you are accepted in the city before it takes in effect, you can be grandfathered in, into the old rules, right? So now we're doing an analysis, which, which way we want to go. And I'm like, can you tell, can you tell our city that? <laughs> and literally, and, but, he's, but in, he's in the meeting and he says that. And what was funny is, uh, so Alex, Alex and Jason came back from, from the meeting and Jason was explaining the meeting to me and I go, oh, did Al? Oh, by the way, Al did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but the crazy part is that these things take so long, these bigger developments, we don't even know if we can beat it anyways to get into it because right. it's got, lengthy, which, which by the way, he, he, I want to, so I'm going to read, I'm going to, I'm going to read. There's some notes I won't read that we kind of that we have asterisks that that apply and they don't not necessary. But like as we lay out in this laid out in this email to the to the developers, which is eventually going to go to city council and city staff, pertinent city staff, is that as Alex was saying, you people all know this is a lengthy process. Like it's it's not like oh bought a piece of land the next day I'm I'm already in I'm already in planning and zone. Like no, nope, there are, there are hundreds of thousands of dollars in time and effort and. Get meetings and meetings and meetings, especially for some of the, uh, these other developers who are w- way bigger than us that are doing like 10, 15, 20 million, even bigger projects than that. They have a, a board to basically report to, a financing board, and they have to prove profitability. Yep. So, you know, that was one of the big things we heard over and over again is from those guys during that meeting was, how are we going to go back to our financiers and explain to them? 
yep. that all of a sudden we have to do X, Y, and Z. They will just back out of the deal. Financing's gone. The rug's the rug is pulled, and, and we're it's over. And some people have been putting their own money to dig and put shovels in the ground. Yeah, um, ahead of time because they are not financed. Yep. Uh, and then there, so how this kind of applies to you, and it depends how big your firm is, because Longmont is doing design changes. And another architect, a big, big name from Denver came up and, and talked about how Longmont standards for actually parking is too heavy. It's something like 2.25 per unit. And Lakewood is 0.75, and they're thinking about going up to 1.25, right? So what this means is that as you grow in your firm, you have to be looking at these cities. And especially if you're doing in mul- work in multiple cities, um, you need to be aware. You need to somehow be following what they're updating and, and not get blindsided. Um, and that becomes part of it. Going to these meetings becomes part of your job. Yeah, absolutely. Get used to it. <laughs> Enjoy it. Be nice, too. Uh, so, uh, okay. Here, here, here's, here's the draft of what we've got going on. So the, head, the, the header says, Inclusionary Housing Ordinance Implementation Date Recommendation. We recommend that the inclusionary housing ordinance be implemented on the date that the ordinance is adopted. And this is affordable housing, just to let people know. Yep. Is that term some people might Inclusi- know? Yeah, exactly. Inclusionary housing, in this case, means affordable housing, and there's all kinds of numbers uh, that are applied to that we won't get into. Okay. Uh, that it, So I'll start over again. We recommend that the inclusionary housing ordinance be implemented on the date that the ordinance is adopted. Current estimate is September 25th, and follow the, same, follow the example of where cities... Follow the example of other cities where projects currently accepted in the planning and zoning review process be grandfathered in. Because of the incredible amount of diligent planning, financing, and the long nature of the review process, we recommend that any projects that have final approval or have been approved by the Planning and Zoning Commission before the ordinance takes place would not be subject to the IH ordinance. While it may be legally defensible to choose another date and even apply this law retroactively, legal challenges from developers affected could and will likely be brought forth because of an arbitrary and capricious date of implementation before a first-slash-second reading has occurred. We feel it would not be helpful to the community for the city to legally defend these cases. It would also not be helpful to the community to slow down or kill upcoming housing projects as they are badly needed within Longmont. Instead, the best practice moving forward would be enabling developers to plan new projects with creativity and enthusiasm, taking advantage of new housing, a new zoning code, and a better review process, and not burdening them with a retroactively applied law. Yeah. So one thing to point out again, besides the whole strategy of getting everyone involved is that I wrote it and then Lance reviewed it and edited it. And I kind of bracketed the second and third paragraph with, Hey, here is the wrong path. Here's what will lead to litigation projects being delayed, uh, projects being canceled. Here is the shining, the shining sun. Hey, if you implement it here logically, then we can keep, you know, those projects keep going and then we do new projects and everything is, is gravy. Gravy. So I I had to paint two pictures for them. Now, which one will you choose? Yeah. So we we are recording this podcast at about 10.30 a.m. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, exactly. And we sent sent that email out about 30 minutes ago. So what we're doing is the deadline for this is Monday um, for us to send this to the... To uh, to back to city council and staff, 
So it's Friday today, so we're giving everybody involved in the email over the weekend to, to hopefully give us their feedback. And then we also said in the email, like, if you don't want to be included on the email, let us know. So we're trying to be respectful of everybody's time and everything like that. Yeah. But uh, Did anyone reply back to you? Nope, just a few bounced emails because they're wrong email addresses. Yeah. Cause, meh, so that's that. Yeah. But anyway, that that's where we're at. And then beyond that, so we're, we're, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully uh, the people we're sending this to will take heed um, and, and just hear us and, and hopefully, you know, understand that like you had a room full of developers plus they're following up and they don't, you know, they're, they're recommending this is how you do it. If you want to set a good precedence and let's, let's not be enemies here. Let's all work together and make this happen. Here's how, here's how we do it. That's what I'm, that's mm-hmm. what I'm hopeful for. The other yeah. thing I'm hopeful for with the development is, uh, we, we end up getting financed because <laughs> that's where we're at. Yep. So where we're at is, you know, final details are getting done. Um, we haven't heard from the building permit what, what's happening. The only thing I've heard from them is they said your projects are literally right now. This was two days ago being reviewed. Yep. So they are physically being reviewed. It's just, can we get some comments back? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then just getting quotes and all and everything. So that kind of, unless you want to talk more about that, that segues into the, the next kind of topic of conversation. Uh, I do want to talk. So here's the one thing I want to say about that is that <clears throat> it's so critical. I think for you to be the GC on your development project, because that will allow you flexibility in the budget numbers in case it's your first one. And you don't have the ability to come up with a ton of cash. You need to be able to take control of certain things on site that you can do and that your bank will allow you to do. So what it's folded into for us is all of a sudden we're going to be we're going to be installing the with the windows, we're going to be installing the the flooring, a, a, a litany of things that that uh me and Al and and one of our guys Josh and then a couple other people are going to be involved with is we're going to be out, out on site heavy-handed, but the only way, the only way we were able to do that is because Alex and I kept our salaries uh, lower than a typical principal's rate, and so that we had, so that we could allow more cash to be in our bank account, so that we could do things like fund fund extra work outside of being in the firm, and then and then on top of that, having the staff and enabling the staff to be able to take on more responsibility, so that we can be out on site. Yeah. So. Since Lance and I and other people at the firm will actually be out on the job site, not only managing, but sometimes doing it, we need the other half or the other guys at the firm to be managing their projects and uh, be on schedule and, and billing out. So essentially what that leads to is I need to have the leadership to tell those people that will be doing that what they need to do, what the expectations are, and what we have. So I'm going to have a meeting with uh, at least two of the guys after this afternoon, and I basically lay out uh, those couple things. So first I have what we have to do. So I've listed all of our projects, and then I've even listed the budget that I think we can get done by the end of the year so that we can bill out, right? Mm-hmm. And then say, okay, who is the, the project lead on this besides you know myself, obviously, right? List them out. You know, and then why we need to do that is because we need to be running the firm so that we can create Mark II, right? Our new development project. Yeah. They yep. need to be running the firm. Yep. Basically. Yep. Yep. And then and then I want to talk about like some obstacles. So some obstacles are we need to get better not at just time tracking, but time planning. So we need to look at this list and say, okay, how can we actually get this done? 
do all that. Um, we need to be aware that we're doing a new project type. We've done this project type, but it's a little bit bigger, right? So there's new codes that we need to look into, new building systems, new design guidelines from the different cities, right? So be aware of all that. And then I want to say, now we need to push everyone to think on a deeper level, right? So everyone's great at doing plans, right? Everyone's great at doing elevations. Yep, we're good at drafting, right? Yep, drafting, um, even some details. But I want to think in section too. So I want to think critically about heights, critically about even like looking at widths too in section. And then I want to think about systems, meaning, okay, first let's, let's keep going on sections, not only like the architectural heights and everything and ramps, but where HVAC's going down, where the structural systems is, all of that. So really get more heavy handed on, instead of just reviewing floor plans, we're reviewing floor plans and sections and every time. Yeah, and the thing I would add on to that is that, guys, we already have two sections set up. They're already formatted in the template. Yeah. All you got to do is go to it, right-click on it, duplicate with detailing. You can do this over and over again. And, I, and, I, and I've trained I've trained, I've trained, trained multiple guys in our firm to, to understand that, that there's no excuse for us throwing a ton of sec- for like There's no excuse for lo- looking at every single section possible. Because that's where you that's where you catch the project killers. That's where you catch the big boo boos is in the yep. section. Yep. So right, all I the just hidden put stuff is in the section. Yep. I put right now four sections minimum. Yeah. And then stairs. Um, so now they're going to have to create two and then place. Yeah. Them, so there's right? just no reason we should be afraid to just duplicate, move a section, duplicate, move a section. Yeah. There's a little bit of cleanup involved, but it, but that's like that's always been one of the big advantages of Revit for me. And building information modeling is that, oh, my God, now all of a sudden we have to... We have no excuse to, like, not uncover every stone and, and, and turn it over and see if there's something... See if there's a bug underneath that we need to squash. Yep. Um, one more thing, too, is, like, um, s- structure. Think about structure in Section 2. You know, where forces are coming down. Even though it's easy in plans, I just like to double-check it that way. Uh, and then the second, think in systems. So when we're making walls... I want you to not only think, okay, what our wall is at? Because do we know with the location? And then also, what what R value do we have? And what is the thickness of the structure, right? So that can the R value fit in that structure? What And then um, what, what was the first thing I said? Syst- uh, oh, oh uh, systems um, and structure. No, no, no. Um, fire rating. Yeah. What is, what is the fire rating, right? So like everything needs to be placed well, right? You, you write this down too. Pay attention if you're like, guys, if we're within 10 feet of a property line, know that that's a trigger point, right? If we're, in, you know, like as soon as you get with zero to 20 feet within a property line, we need to always be aware of this. Like this was, this is actually one of the things that kind of caught us in the butt at the end of finishing up the construction docs for Mark two is I go, Oh, we're look how closer to the property line guys. We got to, we got that whole wall has to be fireproofed. Mm-hmm. Even I mean, it doesn't matter for sprinklers. That's just building code. You got to be right there. Yeah. That's always one like we're like, I think we we could be better out of just making sure we're like, oh, close to the property line. Don't forget yeah. about that. Yep. Um, and then also thinking about your floor and then th- thinking about the systems that go in it. Does the HVAC fit? Does the plumbing fit? All, all these other things. So let's just get more granular and deeper in thinking about what we're doing. Like, okay, you're placing something. And normally our big thing was, okay, dimension to it. Make sure it's the right thing. Now it's think about what it's near. Does it have to be one hour and what's in it? All those kind of things. And what I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I am so uh, happy that when we 
come to come to staff when we go to staff in F nine, and we approach them with taking on this kind of level of responsibility. It's just they're just one hundred percent on board with it. Like I'm not, I don't, I don't hear any negativity coming back, you know. And I could, I could imagine some negativity coming back in other places, like like where you're just like, oh, I, I don't, I just feel, I just don't feel comfortable doing that. Maybe they don't feel comfortable doing that, but I feel like somehow there, there's been this comfort level built. To where well, we 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 they're like they will jump on it even yeah. maybe in the back of their heads where they're like a little bit afraid. Yeah, and and I think the difference if you're doing this, and I think what's pertinent is I think you should start thinking about the end of the year right now, and the projects that you want to finish up by then, and then instead of just telling your people, hey, you're responsible for this project or this project, it's you're responsible for this project, and here's when we think we should have it done, and then also here's what it means to be responsible for this project. Not just give them the blank statement. This is your project. Okay, what are we thinking about? What are we doing? What are the areas of, of concerns? How to improve? You know, stuff like that. That's that's the way to hand up responsibility. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Sweet. Are we... Uh, We're best friend. Best friend in it? Best friend time. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. Decoration is of a sensorial and elementary order, as is color, and suited to simple races, peasants, and savages. Harmony and proportion incite the intellectual faculties and arrest the man of culture. The peasant loves ornament and decorates his walls. The civilized man wears a well-cut suit and is the owner of easel pictures and books towards a new architecture by Le Corbusier my man Al thank you for sending that picture last night made my day and put a smile on my face Alexa play bouncing around the room toodles are you a peasant Al so I brought this up for or are you a civilized man I brought this up for a little bit of humor. I, I just thought there's that perception that some architects are pretentious and all that. And Corbusier is a great architect. But this is hilarious that he well, and wrote he created this. internationalism, right? Yeah. He's, he's the father of it. So, like, you can tell that, that kind of bland, not bland, just refined, zero decoration type of architecture. Yeah. Exuded. So, uh it was just a reminder, one, to have humor in your life, <laughs> and then two, not to be snobby. Because I just got a phone call for someone that wanted an addition in Longmont. And I know that this might be the case, but it was basically, I won't go over the details, but hey, we can't take projects for under this amount. You know, I didn't say it like that, but like, I can barely take your project. I'm so high and mighty that I can barely take your addition project. <laughs> I'm so busy. You know what I mean? I'm so busy. Speaking of that, my, how much... What, so I, I got to ask you because we're inside the firm. Um, how much flexibility, how much work can your side take on? Oh, more. Ross, Ross is freed up. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, he can take on those little ones. Okay. He's most cost effective to do it. Yeah, and I might have two more houses too. Awesome. Brand new? Brand new, brand new. Look at this new. guy. Al's out competing me right now. It's Look at crushing that. me. But I want to go back to the peasants, peasants and civilized people. Okay? Oh, okay. That's what we're calling it. Or like the the man of I don't even culture. Know culture. There you go. So peasants versus cultured people, right? Yeah. 
And honestly, this is like it kind of relates to politics, right? There's the middle of the country. Everybody has a stereotype of what that person is. There's the coast. Everybody has that stereotype of what that person is. But I think in the end, there's those are stereo. There's always truth to stereotypes, um, but there is something to be said about putting on putting on a suit that's well that's well that's good fitting. It fits you well. It's tailored. It's nice. Versus looking maybe wearing a t-shirt every single day versus wearing all black with Corbusier uh, glasses and looking way too pretentious. There's there there's something about being in between the two, being well being well spoken but not being overspoken, and being able to be a chameleon in who you relate with. I can't tell you how many times I've been in first time potential meetings with clients. And I can un- I get I understand their politics, uh, just because of uh, when we start talking about economics, yeah. just about economics, and and then and then like what their experience has been with permitting and all that stuff, and it, and it, it, whether it goes left or right, that's where I that's why I'm speaking about being a chameleon. Is if you're going to be a successful business person, you want as much business as you can get. That you that you can earn that is profitable to you, so it's important for you to be able to understand and not be polarizing. You know, yeah. there's some don't be a polarizing person when it comes to that. So there's this middle ground. I think there there that's what I took from that. Yeah, and I think what you're alluding to is that the observation can the category that he has can ring true. There are these categories, right? I think his conclusion is wrong, and here's why. Because what I learned from the art, uh, the architecture of happiness, which is a book by um, Alain de Botton or whatever, but the architecture of happiness is that a lot of times architecture and what's happening is reflecting what society is, culture, especially art. So think about those different scenarios about the busy city person in the suit and the country folk in the farm. Yeah. Now think about the in, of what's going on in the busy city. There's so much chaos. There's so many people that you almost want the opposite a retrieve in your space, right? So you have a cultured, nice easels, books, no decoration, right? But you're actually <laughs> <Literally> responding. <laughs> you're actually responding to the situation you're in, yep, right? Yep. Now I'm going back in the day because this is where Corbusier is. You go to a farmhouse, right? They don't even have a TV and there's nothing around there. And you've seen these old houses from the 40s, 30s, 20s, you know, whatever, full of decorations, full, so many paintings, it blows your mind. Well, guess what they don't have? TV, entertainment, stimulus. So what are they doing? Filling their house with stimulus, right? Now take their dress. What are they wearing? The person in the suit is wearing the suit because he's saying, I don't do manual labor because I'm above it because it's very fine. You cannot get it caught. The guy out on the farm is saying, I'm wearing overalls and something tough because I do manual labor. So the observation is that these you classify these people as either poor cultured or not. No, no, no. They're responding to what they are doing. Exactly. It has, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, while there is something to the stereotype, again, it's just it's mer- the conclusion it, is wrong. It, the conclusion is wrong, and, and and it's a response, like Alex was saying, and there's it's deeper than the facade, mm-hmm. right? And the only way you got there is you had to examine it. Exactly. So, cool. So, well, so let's, let's bring in our peasants <laughs> <laughs> for ARE Jeopardy. Here we go. First question. 
using an integrated project delivery methodology, what can the owner expect from the architect? A, the architect and consultant's drawings will be free from errors. B, well, I'm gonna do, that was number one. Number two, the architect guarantees the quality and completeness of the building design. Three, the architect will perform services in accordance with the highest industry standards. Four, the architect will provide services in a reasonable and prudent manner. I feel like my reading voice was very well there. It was good. You didn't know stuttering. And so it, the question is about integrated project delivery methodology. Is it what can the owner expect from the architect? One, the architect's and consultant drawings will be free from errors. Two, the architect will guarantee the quality and completeness of the building design. Three, the architect will perform services in accordance with the highest industry standards. Four, the architect will provide services in a reasonable and prudent manner. My questions are the opposite of this. Just like to point that out. Just like my little explanation, responding to uh, the (laughs) environment. You saw my questions first. Okay, we got A, C, and D. It is D number four. Yeah, yeah, D. Yeah. So uh, sorry about that. Okay, what did you say? A. (laughs) He said the architect will be free from errors, almost impossible. C. The architect will perform sort of. Services in accordance with the highest industry standards. That's also like a very logical one, but the, it's the problem with everyone thinks that they're an A student. And if you really like it, the highest standards would only be 10%. So like everyone would have to be in the top 10%. Doesn't work. Um, okay. Number two, two architects. So this is a scenario. So paint yourself in this picture, please. Two architects are forming a new architectural design firm and need to choose a business entity. One architect anticipates bringing in several existing clients while the other architect is leaving a larger firm and is unable to bring in clients. Lance, (laughs) they will initially only conduct business in one state and have no plans to add additional employees. The architects would like to protect their personal assets and maximize their tax benefit. Which legal entity should the architects establish for their new practice? You want me to do A, B, C, D? Yes, please, A, B, C, D. A, A, limited liability partnership. B, general partnership. C, sole proprietorship. D, sub-C corporation. The whole question or just the two two partners? Just the answers. Okay. Uh, A, limited liability (laughs) partnership. B, general partnership. C, sole proprietorship. D, sub-C corporation. This is uh, What's funny is we're not even on here. Okay. Keep going. Okay, we got D, B, B. So D was sub-C, wrong. B was general partnership, wrong. Number A, uh, L, limited liability partnership. And no, it's funny. Lance, that's what we originally... Made that is it. Yeah. Yep. The back back. Uh, general partnership. So we changed it once we thought that we were going to have more people. Like we said, okay, we know that this is going to grow. Then we changed to ours is an S corp. Now, so you guys got that? We started out as a LLP. Now we're an S corp. So we are a corporation. Yep. We are. What's wrong with America? 
you got according it. to some people according to or some people. what's great with america yeah or what's great depending okay on to the fun questions gentlemen uh, wait, wait we have one we got one to zero right one to zero yep okay what are the horizontal blocks placed between studs to resist the spread of fire known as a blocking b fire stops c fire blocking d stopper boys Stopper what boy. are the horizontal blocks placed between studs to resist the spread of fire known as? A, blocking. B, fire stops. C, fire blocking. D, stopper boys. And stopper boys is spelled B-O-I-S for meme culture. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We B. have B, C, and B. The correct answer is C, fire blocking. Fire blocking. That is like the, you know... Uh, uh, the correct definition, like the, what, what is the word I'm looking for? Correct word, semantics. It's like the. It's technically the correct word. What did you say? Yeah, it's semantics. But I mean, like it's like uh, the lay term. I think is blocking. You say like just put some blocking there. Yep. Or or you could even say fire stops, but still fire block. Yeah, exactly. fire blocking. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. So so still same same score. No no. Oh oh oh. One to one. One to one. One to one. Number four, here we go. It could be a tiebreaker. I do have a tiebreaker question. It is the best question ever. So I, ho- I actually hope we get a tiebreaker here. All right. Uh, okay, number four. A door having hardware that permits it, to, permits it to swing in either direction from the plane of its frame is A, a swing door, B, double swing door, C, double acting door, D, swingy boy. <laughs> the, the fact that you know these pop culture references, I have no idea. Is is boy? Is that like a new? It's, way? Me, it's literally meme culture. Like ah. that's the way. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. F- everybody, everybody have an answer? Or you need to repeat it one more, one more time. Okay. Uh, a door having its hardware, ha- a door having hardware that permits it to swing in either direction from the plane of its frame is known as a a swing door, b double swing door, c double acting door, d swingy boy. <laughs> swingy boy. Swingy boy. Swingy door. Let me get a swingy boy. C, B, B. The correct answer is C. Wow, three-way tie. Yes, yes. Three-way tie. Yes. Double acting door. Yeah, not double swing door. Yep. Double acting. Once again, so like this is like, you know, if you're a a capital A architect, I think, no, it's double acting door. If you're like, if you're you're just a lay person, you're like double swinging door. Swing, I don't know, whatever. And if you're really cool, swingy boy. Swing a boy. That's what we should like <laughs> in our comments. <laughs> we got a swing a boy over yeah, there. Yeah, swing a boy over there. Swing a boy. <laughs> okay. Number, here's the tiebreaker. Number five. An owner has requested that both sides of an existing load-bearing brick wall be sandblasted to remove graffiti. What is your best recommendation to the client moving forward? A. Sandblast away. Graffiti sucks. B. We need to contact the structural engineer first because the walls could become unstable. C, can we use another method that doesn't involve sandblasting? D, none of the above. It's his building and he's paying the bills. Do what he says. I'll repeat it one more time. Number five, an owner has requested that both sides of an existing load-bearing brick wall be sandblasted to remove graffiti. What is your best recommendation to the client moving forward? A, sandblast away, graffiti sucks. B, we need to contact the structural engineer first because the walls could become unstable. C, can we use another method that doesn't involve sandblasting? D. None of the above. It's his building, and he's paying your bills. Do what he says. 
Tough decisions, architects. Tough decisions. What do we got? We got, we got B, B, B. Wow, wow. They so, all, they all got it. Yeah. Now I don't have another tiebreaker. I, I would say, aren't you not supposed to sand blacks brick? You can do it. You just can't. It just becomes structurally unstable because it loses. <laughs> it loses. That's the structural integrity part of it. Yeah. You guys probably heard that materials class. At least I hope you did because we did. But, I, I, I asked it to. So That's the key. Exactly. That was the trick. Yes, that was the trigger word. Perfect. Literally, that's exactly how you got to think for these tests. Shoot, do we need to pause and freaking find a new yes, we question? Do. Okay. Here we, here we go. A construction manager will best be used by joining the team during which phase of a fast track project? A, schematic design. B, construction documents. C, bidding. D, construction administration. E, Boy. B-O-I. 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 Spelled B-O-I. Okay. Construction manager will be best used by joining the team during which phase of a fast track project? A. Schematic design. B. Construction documents. C. Bidding. D. Construction administration. E. Boy. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? We got tie. We got tie. We got tie. We got tie. We got... Bam, we eliminated one person. We eliminated Gresh. The correct answer is A, schematic design. Early, early, early. Okay, we got a tiebreaker again. Ready? Last two people, down to two people. Gresh, you can do it for fun. The AV consultant is installing the wiring and equipment for the office, internet, and notices conflict with the HVAC ductwork. According to uh, AIA document C-401, what should the AV consultant do? A, Notify the architect only. B, notify the mechanical consultant only. C, notify both the architect and mechanical consultant. D, work around the ducts to complete the work. Do you want the question too? Okay, AV consultant, he's installing wiring and equipment for an office, internet, and notices a conflict with the HVAC. According to AIA document C401, what should the AV consultant do? A, notify the architect only. B, notify the mechanical consultant only. C, notify both the architect and mechanical consultant. E, I mean D, work around the ducts to complete the work. That's me entertaining you. All right, what do we got? What do we got? B and A. The answer is A. Mark wins. Notify the architect only. I want to talk about, I want to talk about this. Okay, I agree that you would get it right on the test, but I don't have any more tiebreaker questions, so you lose by technicality. Yeah, that's very true. In our hearts, we know that you knew the answer, and you're also a winner. <laughs> there you have it. Okay, but but, but wait, wait, wait. The, this is what this is what's so crazy because the what they're actually going to do is D work around the ducks to complete the work, right? Not that you want it, but the most logical one is uh, notify both the architect and the mechanical consultant because we have internet and cell phones and all that. But for some reason, this is my problem with the AIA is that they want they want uh, sort of a false 
uh, responsibility. Like everything needs to come through me. I'm the, you know, no, no, let's work on actually solving the problem rather than just having this, you know, air of nonsense. So the correct answer is notify the architect only. But by chance, if anyone notified the architect and the mechanical consultant, maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And, and it depends. Maybe on bigger projects. Maybe I don't know huge projects, and it'd be a, a hassle. So maybe that makes sense. But come on, people. On smaller projects, sometimes it makes sense. There you have it. Cool. All right, last shout-out. Uh, we didn't talk about Entree Architect Facebook group, but you should go there. You just should. Be... Uh, Revit rocket ship is really taken off. There's a lot of people in it. If you need to learn Revit or want to learn Revit, um, it, it's a great way. Uh, it, it, it's such it's pivotal software in, in in the architecture community. So go to revitrocketship.com. I'm absolutely excited for everyone that's joining. Um, very cool. Uh, excited that uh, for everyone that's listening too. So that's that's all I got. That's uh, The only other thing I got is if you like this episode, if you like some other awesome episode, please share it with a colleague. Please share it with a friend. Please share it with a classmate. I think that's where we would really like to see uh, inside the firm being listened to is at the university level, number one. Uh, we love all the professionals that listen to this, but if, if, we, can, if we can help influence young minds uh, and mold them into entrepreneur architects and do our part alongside people like Mark, uh, Mark LePage and the, and the Archie, Archie Speak guys, uh, that's where we're at. So we'll see you next week.